Hello everyone, this is Queen Mitchell again, and I know it's been a while, a couple of months since we've done any more podcasts, but I'm back. We've had some family issues, but now we're we're back and up to par. Had one relative who came down with coronavirus. She was in a nursing home, but she's back out of the hospital and back in the nursing home and doing pretty good. So we thank God for that. And today we wanted to talk about spiritual warfare because uh, it seems like the time we're living in, everybody's battling something. It's either their health or family issue or family members battling something or finances or it seems like the world has kind of shifted and everything is upside down. I've talked to a couple of people and They've been saying it. This seems like everything's being pressed and squares, and people are being stretched. And we have to keep our focus and realize that this is a battle that we're in. And it's only by the grace of God that we're going to be able to survive it. And we have to follow His leading, His guiding, and His word in order to be successful. Webster defines uh, warfare as being a military operations between enemies, hostilities, war, also an activity undertaken by a political unit such as a nation to weaken or destroy another. It is a struggle between competing entities or a conflict. It is considered to be uh, discord, discordance, disharmony, dissension, dissent, disunion, disunity, division, friction, infighting, inharmony, schism, strife, variance, and war. It's the opposite of peace is what warfare is considered to be. And the Bible talks about warfare. Um, You'll see it in the Psalms. Psalms 91, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I say of him that he is my refuge and my fortress, he's my God. And him do I trust. And it talks about dwelling in that secret place that you're kept away from harm. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. So it's letting us know that even though it seems like an outward fighting in the flesh, what we're fighting, what you're dealing with, what the struggles that you're you're enduring, it's you're seeing the end results in the flesh, but it's much more. It's a spiritual battle that you're dealing with. That it's principalities, different levels of demonic spirits and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness and high places or in the heavenlies. The word of God lets us know that the devil is the prince of this world and that he knows he's defeated, that there's going to come a time when Jesus will come back, set up his kingdom, bind him, throw him in outer darkness along with his demons. And so therefore he fights intently, fights against the church and anyone who's trying to do right in order to destroy them. 
It will attempt to destroy your character, your peace of mind, your finances, your health, anything he can get his hands on. It's like the book of Job, where he hit Job in all these different areas. He's killing his children. He lost his finances, his cattle, even to his wife saying, you need to curse God and die. Everything turned against him or he lost it. But Job held on to the one thing, his faith in God, and that's what brought him out. Job wasn't perfect. Some of the things he said were not perfect, and God had to correct him. And his, even though his body was even attacked, he still trusted God, and God brought him out and blessed him. So I just want to encourage you that no matter what you're going through right now, no matter how intense it is, or how people have turned against you, or maybe your finances, your health, whatever it may be, hold on to God. Hold on to his unchanging hand. He has not forsaken you. He knows what you're going through. He's there, and he will bring you out of the victory. James, or well, 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may destroy. And the scripture goes on to say, whom resist steadfast in the faith. So we are to be sober, we're to be clear-minded, we're to be vigilant, fighting hard in our in the word of God, knowing that our adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. And the enemy will come at you. He will use relatives, he will use your boss, your job, he will use political individuals, the news, governments, courts, anything you can in order to get you off track. You have to keep your focus. Our main focus is God. Our main focus is his word. Knowing that he loves us and he has never forsaken us. He would never forsake us. He's with us always, even until the very end of this age. Deuteronomy 28 and 8 says, The Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee several ways. The word of God has to be our fortress. It has to be the very thing that we wrap ourselves into his promises. God will not forsake his word. And he honors faith. And we just have to realize, like in Deuteronomy 28 and 7, that he will cause anyone who rises up against us to be defeated before us. They'll come out against us one way, but come out against us one way, but flee before us seven ways. Then 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And that's the other thing. Prayer is a weapon that we can use. Quoting the scriptures, meditating on the word is a weapon that we can use. Praise is a weapon that we can use. Thanking God, being grateful, an attitude of gratitude. No matter what you're going through, you don't have to be thankful for what you're going through, but you can have, you can be thankful that God's grace is there. He said His grace would be sufficient in our weakness, so we can trust Him to take us through whatever it is we're going through, and not leave us alone. Second Corinthians 10, 3-5 says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. And that's a good scripture. That whole scripture is a good scripture, chapter to read because it talks about spiritual warfare. It doesn't matter that even though we live in a physical body, when we battle things, when we see the battle with our eyes, yet we have to know 
that it's on a higher level than just the flesh. It is a spiritual battle. And what the enemy is after is the word of God in you, your faith of God. He's trying to get that, your praise, to get you to say negative things, to get you to look at negative things so that he can defeat you. I'm encouraging you to stay strong in the, in the Lord and in the word of God, no matter what. Just keep reminding yourself that he's got you in this. In Ephesians 6 and 13, it says, Wherefore, take on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, having on the helmet of salvation, having the sword of the spirit, uh, and having the shield of faith with which you quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Having the breastplate of righteousness. These are the things that we put on in our war to battle each day. You have to put these on and keep them on. And the word of God is encased with every one of those. Reminding our mind, helmet of salvation, God has saved me. Feet shine with the preparation of the gospel of peace, knowing that my walk is a walk like Christ. I've got to trust God. I can't war in the, in, in the flesh. Having the, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, that's what we use to defeat the enemy. When you look in the Bible, in the book of St. John, and even in the Gospels of Mark and Matthew, and even in Luke, Jesus, when he spoke to the to the enemy, and even when he dealt with the scribes and the Pharisees who were allowing Satan to use them, he always used the word of God. He used that. He threw that back when, I think it's in St. John chapter 4, when Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And the enemy came and told him, you know, you're hungry, turn these stones to bread. And he said, it is written, and shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then he takes him up into the high mountains and the pillars and shows him all the kingdoms of the earth and says, I'll give these to you. You don't have to die. You don't have to, just what? I'll give them to me. Just die to you, just bow down and worship me. And he says, for it is written, uh, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And then he told him, you know, cast yourself down. It's written that he tried to, Satan tried to use the word of God against him. Isn't it written that he said that he would give his angels charge over thee to keep thee? And uh, Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So he used the word each time. And Satan got tired and left because he realized that was his that was his defense. That's what kept him. Reminding him of what God said. What God had said. And his faith was in God. So uh, I just want to encourage you again that no matter what you're going through, and I know it may be a death in the family. One of my parents was hospitalized during this time and it, I wasn't able to see them because of COVID and all the other things. And it's been a process and it's been a battle and it's been a war. I've had to walk through some things and I had to face some things and look at some things and try to encourage my parent at the same time and accept some things that God has to deal with each individual and he has to walk them through what they're going through. I can only go so far. And with the restrictions and me in one state and them in another, there were some things I couldn't do. 
All I could do was encourage and talk and pray. And so um, I just want to encourage you that no matter what you're going through, God has you. Trust him. You're going to come out on the other side. And you are victorious. I'm not going to say you're going to be, but I'm telling you that you already are. Faith says you already are. For faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11. And it's by our faith that we get a good report in the Lord. So just hang in there and trust God that no matter what, he's going to bring you out. And I want to give you just a quick prayer uh, before we go. Heavenly Father, I thank you for our listeners. Thank you that you're touching them and you're encouraging them and giving them the grace and strength to succeed in what you've called them to do. And we give you the glory for all things we burn, bind any hurt, harm, or danger that would try to come against them. Thank you for building a hedge around them and their families and their loved ones, Father, right now in Jesus' name. And those who are sick, we ask that you touch the body and heal them in Jesus' name and give them the grace to make it through what you're taking them through. Father, and giving them the joy to know that you're bringing them out on the other side, victorious in Jesus' name. And the churches, Father, pastors that are going through, that are that the enemy's trying to battle their minds and make them think that they're gonna, uh, they're not gonna make it. We thank you that you're giving them the grace, and you're you're bringing them into a newness in you, and a new walk, and a new fellowship. And we thank you, Father, that whatever has been lost that you're going to bless them a thousandfold or more, according to Deuteronomy chapter 7. And we give you the glory for all things. We praise you in Jesus' name for health and strength and soundness. Father, we pray for our enemies. We ask for your mercy upon them, Father, in Jesus' name, and on our government and our leaders, Father. Father, remove those that, that won't do your will, Father, and Father, who have evil intentions, replace them with those that will do your will. Father, we thank you right now, even for our Supreme Court you will deal with their hearts to do what is right and follow the letter of the law and interpret it the way you have intended it to be interpreted. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is pretty much just saying I love you. Jesus loves you. You'll be blessed. Have a blessed week and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, you can hit me up on Cree Mitchell 7 at gmail.com.